realize how incredible this is? Welcome to DS9. It's a podcast. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, um, I'm ready to start whenever you are. Wait, let me open this beer. Okay. And with that beer cracking noise, we are on with DS9 time with Joe and Thomas. Mm-hmm. Welcome back Let, to uh, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Welcome back, all listeners. Good to see and hear you, you Joe, once again, after some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. How long has it been? Well, I think it's been at least a month since we recorded a podcast. Uh, a little more than that, probably. Um, this will be our ninth, I think, podcast. Yep. Um. I was going to guess like six months because, uh, uh, I don't know, felt like a long time. Yeah. Well, the one that we did a month ago uh, was kind of a, a standalone recording sesh because we hadn't done one for a couple of months prior to that also. Oh. So I think that, I think that we've, only, we've only done one in like the past three or four months, I think, is what, is what the deal is. I've been moving around a lot, so uh, uh, it's, it's made it a little tricky. But oh, Okay. Glad to be back in the home studio uh, with my whole desktop setup here. Yep, it has been a while, and I have uh, been uh, pleasantly not thinking about uh, Star Trek DS Nine <laughs> oh, for the past month. And you, you, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't even remember the last one. But I think we can say that, you know, for me in particular, it leaves a uh, sour taste in the mouth after every episode. <laughs> so one month of cleansing you know cleanse mm -hmm, the palate mm -hmm. kind of uh forget how it is often you kind of come back to it thinking oh uh, it's, it's kind of good or oh it's not that bad or or sometimes like oh yeah oh yeah uh, yeah, oh, yeah it is pretty bad it's still kind of but lame. this could be <laughs> the first time in my life i cleansed the palate took a break and came back to something and realized this is even worse than i even <laughs> imagined <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was not the best episode. Certainly not the best episode where we've uh, sort of seen and talked about uh, so far. This was, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Episode uh, what was it? Episode nine, I believe. Yeah, uh, move along home. Move along home. It's called. Yep. Um. Yeah, not the best one. Uh, you know, I think the uh, yeah the the gang on the Deep Space Nine meet this new uh you know species of alien who are very into gaming. We want games. Take us to Quarks. We play games. And the game involves, you know, abducting multiple members of the crew and subjecting them to a series of trials. Yep. Uh, for their entertainment. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was, it was a very strange sort of like, you know, language and voices from all the actors. Um, the main uh, villain, I guess we could call yeah. him in this episode was very interesting um they all they all kind of dressed like stevie nicks sort of you know with like sort of loopy earring chains and flowy kind of gowns very colorful yeah yeah they find these aliens they show up smug as shit super smug and uh and <laughs> what off the bat um the main guy who's named fallow the aliens have a super lazy mm -hmm. lazy look they just have like tattoos on their forehead and like yeah. and like long mullets like that's it to their <laughs> alienness from a whole other quadrant of the universe yeah and 
And the main guy is so, so smug. It totally reminds me he comes off as the comic book guy from my own childhood, which <laughs> the Simpsons comic book guy excellently captures. Wow, nice. Um, just a f- overweight, like just this like s- smug, just like dick. Yeah. <laughs> like doesn't even want you there. Yeah. Literally looking down his nose at everybody with his head tilted kind of far back. Yeah. Yeah, he was creepy. He was creepy. Not in a menacing way, just in kind of like a, ew, like, I don't want to spend time with you kind of way. Did you ever grow up going to a comic book store or, like, dealing with these those type of people? Uh, Yes, yes. I didn't go to comic book stores very often as a kid. I'd like to go to hobby shop for sure. But the know-it-all nerd is certainly, you know, uh, an archetype that's close to my heart. Uh, you know, made a movie all about that type of character. Um, just oh, awful, that's right. Overweight, all. <laughs> oh my god! It was you know inspired very part, partially by the comic book guy from Simpsons. Yeah, that's totally right. Zero charisma, the epic Zero tale. Zero charisma. Yeah, that guy is totally. Um, I used to go to a comic book store, mm-hmm. and I was like um eight or nine or something. Used to I'd walk there or rollerblade there in the nineties, and then <laughs> wow, you could like that's pretty. You could cool. like ask them. You could say like, oh yeah, like I want to buy these comics. Can you start like a subscription or like holding pattern for me? Like, like pull them out and I'll buy them later. And I just, and, and this, they told me I could do that. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then I come back, the next time I come back, it's full of like 30 comic books. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't, I can't, I literally can't buy all these. Like, what are you crazy? And he's like, well, you need to like, how much money do you have? Jeez. And then he like shook, he shook me down for like all like Aww. you know nine dollars and thirty seven cents that I had, <laughs> and then in a huff like put them all back, uh, because his uh his cash cow didn't uh didn't didn't yield the the, the payday <laughs> he was expecting, and I never went back there again. Oh, I was like intimidated by this by this dude. What an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. How can you surround yourself with like toys and comic books and the fun things in life and be such a grump? Um, yeah. You know, be happy. Another thing about this show episode is like the characters become like players in a game. Mm-hmm. And this also felt very like, okay, I've seen this before. Um, it reminded me of a kid's show in the 90s called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Have you ever heard oh, of that show? Okay. Uh, yes, I've heard of it, never seen it. It's where kids in elementary school or junior high school have to like, you know, they some legend or something or they find. In this one, it's, the, it's like, oh, this, this, this game was found in my grandpa's attic. And they start playing and they get sucked in or, mm-hmm. and it's like through friendship, they have to like maneuver their way out of it. And it just, you know, it's just lame. Right. <laughs> or or Jumanji, of course. This is like right, the yeah. n- not good version of Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was basically like an office party at an escape room sort of facility, sort of because it was these four people that work together get stuck into this sort of escape room where they have to go from room to room and solve some little riddle uh, and evade what seem like deadly circumstances. Um, Yes, and all of their movements inside of this sort of like, you know, sort of torture game space was were like, yes, mirrored in this bizarre looking multidimensional chess kind of apparatus uh, that the uh, Wadi and Follow and his followers brought to Quark on the Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one thing I liked was how the the game pieces, uh, the colors of the game pieces matched the uniforms of the corresponding crew people that were inside the sort of torture game, which I thought was a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was about that was about all I liked. Uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not 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 so. It was kind of it was kind of lame. I don't like that word lame so much. Uh, but that's kind of the best way to describe it a little bit. It was kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Not, not very high stakes in this particular episode. And the, the, uh, the thrills weren't thrilling so much. And the actors were still being weird, still being weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before they even play the game, I have a clip here of, um, let's see, he's going to show. And it's where... For some reason, um, <clears throat> like uh, Jake, the son, Cisco's mm-hmm. son, is kind of coming of age and interested in in girls, and mm-hmm. so Cisco tries to sit him down to have uh, the talk. Right. Since when are you interested in Bajoran fashions? Well, a lot of Bajoran girls come to the station uh, with their families. Since when are you interested in Bajoran girls? Dad. Wasn't it just a few weeks ago that you were playing with model starships? Try a few years ago. You and I have got to have a talk, young man, about women. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this was awesome. So he wants, you know, he wants, yeah, that's good. He wants to get in there. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, because. Uh, uh, but I always saw these types of scenes on like Full House or like anything it was such a common thing and i always grew up like who does this like when does this occur uh when (laughs) because i could tell you from my experience yeah my dad never ever like had a no any kind of sit down like this or uh or yeah nothing (laughs) yeah not really for me either or anybody i know that at least shared it with me um yeah, but it, and yet it's something that we see in literally every television family where there's the father son sit down sex talk. Yeah, although it never works out. Cisco, I don't think ever cuts to the chase or gets to the point and gets to actually, you know, get to the sex talk with his kid. Um, did you notice that line reading he does in that clip is very very interesting. It's as though he like just throws away all the punctuation in the screenplay and add, adds periods and commas in other places. Is it possible to replay that clip? Uh, let's see. Go back. You and I have got to have a talk. Young man about women. Right. Yes. That line. So, yes. The line is, you and I have got to have a talk, young man, about women. Mm. Uh, but the way he reads it, he like puts the period after talk and attaches young man to the next sentence. Oh. You and I have got to have a talk, young man about women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I guess I hear. Yeah, it's just kind of strange. It's just strange and very specific to uh, to this actor's sort of uh, cadence, right? I guess you can say. You and I've got to have a talk, young man, about women. About women. Yeah. Right. Could we try that one more time? Let's run through that one more time and mind the punctuation. Yep. Uh, yes, of course. You and I have got to have a talk, young man, about women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just keep it. Just go with it. Um, speaking of his weird acting style, here's another clip I have that I thought was uh, kind of funny too. This is where another father-son uh, moment here. So how'd it go? Great, just great. I've done nothing for the past six hours but eat Ferengi low-carb beans and watch people play childish games. 
<laughs> so what he does there, I don't know why I grabbed that one. It's just he like uh, he he I don't know. Just I, it's called kiss. <laughs> it's called kiss clip. Yeah, uh, maybe it's not anything, but <laughs> but it's just odd. I don't know. It's odd again how <laughs> it triggered triggered my memory of like who does this. Um, <laughs> like I don't know. Oh, is it the father son tenderness? You're like this doesn't exist. I guess. Um, yeah, because his the son's face afterward is like, what the fuck? <laughs> it is. His expression definitely changes. Well, there were some odd moments in earlier episodes uh, between Cisco and the kid, or mostly just like from Cisco at the kid of just like extreme sort of intense love. Uh, like there was a moment when he was sitting, staring, watching the kid sleep in like episode two, I think, which is like, that's, we all know that's a creepy thing to do. Right. Straight. <laughs> um, just like staring intensely at someone's face while they're sleeping. Yep. Um, yeah, we can call it the sort of paternal melodrama, perhaps is what it is. In college, I took a film class called the maternal melodrama, and it was all about films that ha were about the sort of intense mother-daughter relationship like fraught mother-daughter relationships and the sort of you know unrequited love of the mother for the child the desperate love that's almost like bordering on obsession mm. and so i think uh, we're seeing shades of that here sort of in cisco's relationship with his kid what's the kid's name again we should his know. name is a uh, jake 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 right of course jake yes hello jake Honestly, I'm realizing this this podcast episode, I'm not really sure how to like tackle it because the story is just like so let's we should like how do we do this? There's I've got acting, weird acting clips. I've got I don't really have many actual story clips. There's just not a whole lot of science fiction going on in the episode uh to really talk about. We don't know like how they were teleported into this weird sort of game space we don't know if it's like a holodeck or a real place if it was all happening in their minds yeah and when they come back it's equally as unclear uh like they didn't really even make an effort to you know kind of go there and sort of make it a little more clear right um and the episode ends very very quickly where it's like all of a sudden it's like oh they're safe they were actually not in any danger uh, credits, roll credits. Yeah, like, so, like, these aliens come up, they like the games, they go to Quark's, Quark has that roulette wheel that's, mm -hmm. you know, they play, and he starts, like, cheating them. Yeah. And then they want, like, well, now you're fucked because we're going to make you play this game that we play that makes no sense that you don't even know how it works. Mm -hmm. And Quark's like, okay, I guess I don't have any choice. And then Kira, Dax, the Doctor, and Cisco get sucked into the game. Mm-hmm or sucked somewhere where they are doing stuff, they're searching and they're, you know, they're looking around, but they are like where they can go is controlled by dice on the, on the board mm -hmm. that, that they are rolling. Yes. And that relationship is not really explained. Like why? Also like the, uh, Wadi are present in the game space. Yeah, what the hell? Like, well, how are they there? I know. Like, but uh, we don't know yeah. if they're real or not uh, because they're also in Quark's Cantina or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, lots of sort of wishy washy, unexplained aspects to this episode. Right. And then there's a moment of uh, 
like Quark wins and they're safe. Mm-hmm. And then he wins and they get out and Quark wants to get the game and then it's over. So mm-hmm. that's the show. That's the episode. Pretty much. And um like I'm I'm uh, struggling here. <laughs> <laughs> well, one interesting thing about the episode is that you know they were basically forced into an escape room scenario. Um which I'm curious if that was before escape rooms were a thing. Uh, Because it seems to me that they only started becoming a thing like in the last 20 years or so. Mm. Is that your understanding of the escape room phenomenon that they are a fairly recent thing? I don't even like... I saw that once on like Conan O'Brien once, but um, I don't really know about that. Yeah, it's kind of like a haunted house, but you you know have to figure your way out it's like there's puzzles when you go from room to room and you have to like solve some sort of riddle uh to to earn your way out of the room which is basically exactly what was going on in this episode in the various rooms uh the first one they had to you know play hopscotch and sing that weird little song yes should we sing a song how did the song go Moraine, count to four Moraine, then three more so they had to sing the song and do the special hopscotch in order for the door to open. The second one, they all had to drink the special champagne that would stop them from choking on the poisonous gas. And then the third one, I think, was the last one, which was basically, we're all going to fall off a cliff and die, except we're not going to die. We're in Quark's Cantina all of a sudden. Yeah. There's a little clip that I'd like to play, as long as I touched on that wonderful song. Yep. And I have it pulled up here. I'm going to go and play it. This is when, this is that moment when they figure out how they can get out of the room and they have to mimic what the little girl is doing. Right. And some of the participants uh, are a little more sort of, you know, uh, stout in their effort to sing the song than others. I think. Comically so. I followed her footsteps. Exactly. But you didn't say the rhyme. Alamorain, count to four. Alamorain, then three more. Alamorain, if you can see. Alamorain, you'll come with me. Come on, just say the rhyme. Alamorain, then three more. Alamorain, if you can see. Alamorain, you'll come with me. Alamorain, count to four. Alamorain, then three more. Alamorain, if you can see. <laughs> Joe, you're just cringing on, on oh my, my screen. Oh my god! Here. It's like We're doing this podcast. Joe's it's like just stubbed his toe. Like it's <laughs> not only it just it sounds so like nonsensical. Like it's cringy, right? The whole episode is pretty cringy. <laughs> like, like they all start doing it staggered mm-hmm. behind the girl, and I'm like, how are they doing that now? Like they're singing, like they're singing. Like row, row, row your boat, one beat behind each other, and they all do it perfectly from one try. It was just like, oh my god, it, I, I, I'm like baffled by <laughs> by the lameness. Baffled got, by the lameness is lameness the word? You're yeah, like for? also visually, the whole set of this maze are these like know, like peach colored walls with. It so reminds me of like like. Just low budget. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. I yeah. can't even think of it. I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. <laughs> it's yeah, low budget TV camp. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I did appreciate from this cl- clip though, uh, how well I didn't appreciate Dax's effort at singing the song. She was like, Al Moraine, Count of War, 
Alan Moraine, then three more. Um, and then she's like, you do it, Cisco. So Cisco goes up to do it, but then he actually sings it, which I appreciated. Uh, and I liked the higher register that he sings in. Alamorain, oh, then two, okay. four. Alamorain, then three more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the little know. girl was the most annoying part of it. Like, yeah. uh, uh, I had to Google, I Googled this episode and came up with some uh, research where I found this article from 2013 that says, Star Trek DS9 played the most dangerously idiotic game in the galaxy. <laughs> and a little... <laughs> A little, okay. <laughs> a little like passage from it says Star Trek Deep Space Nine is beloved among Trek fans, and rightly so. <laughs> that still doesn't mean it didn't have a few piles of crap amongst its many good episodes. And there's not a bigger crap pile than the reviled first season episode, Move Along Home. Yeah, man. Roll the dice and discover the worst game in the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad it's not just us. And I'm glad oh my god! Had sense in 1997, whenever this was, uh, to recognize that it was not not good TV. This episode, I would go even further. This is like, this is like the worst, the worst bite, the shittiest <laughs> bite out of a out of a shit sandwich or something. It's <laughs> just a like... shit sandwich, and you just bit into a, a nail that was inside the sandwich. Yeah. 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 No, I know, and it's it. There, there's there's actually not a whole lot to talk about, um, uh, because it was all pretty bad. The costumes were bad. The makeup was bad. Um, I've got um, I've got a little cluster of doctor. The doctor is acting. Um, if you want to see some of that, sure, sure. He had a couple of very odd moments. Yeah. Uh. So here's one where. They're gonna make first contact contact with the aliens, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he doesn't he doesn't have his like right, right. formal uniform. I'm positive I packed my dress uniform. I can't understand it. You look fine, Julian. Relax. I mean, they are aliens, aren't they? I mean, they won't know our protocol. It'll be fine. Okay, so that's all you need. And the only real thing that's funny to me is how close he's talking to them because I, I just very, recently. Very close watch the episode of Seinfeld with the close talker, which mm-hmm. was Judge Reinhold being Elaine's boyfriend. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he just talks so close to them and it's and Dax has to like cock her 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 neck. I know. She's like leaning <laughs> totally at a ninety degree angle to face <laughs> him and it's just a just a weird Yeah. Weird and his eyes are kind of bugging out a little bit. Like he's really intense. It's like I don't know. I don't know. He's very, very intense. Yeah. I actually looked up that character because I wanted to remind myself what the actor's name is just for when we refer to him. Alexander Sadig, I think is how you would pronounce it. Yep. Um, but I, uh, yeah, so I Googled, you know, Julian Bashir and uh, unfortunately right away popped up two pretty big spoilers about the character, things that occur later in the series, I think. Uh-oh. Which I think I need to share with you because I know about it. What? Uh, so I think <laughs> that you should know too, unless you would rather not. Uh, eh, yeah, it's nothing no, don't tell me exciting. that. Or wait, okay, are you joking about it? Or I mean, it's nothing. Great. No, I'm not. It was like the first line of his Star Trek wiki, you know, entry. You know, had two major spoilers about what, what happens to the character later in the series. Oh, that's weird. No, no, don't tell uh, me. Don't tell one me. is <laughs> okay. I won't tell you. So you do like the show, and you do care about you know 
maximizing your enjoyment of the show by not spoiling future episodes. But spoiler means something. Eh? Okay, so what would be what's an equivalent spoiler for like next generation? Uh, it would be that like like that that uh, Worf and Diana get together in the last season romantically. They do. They do, and it was very awkward and weird. No, just kidding. I, whole thing when they got to the movies. I knew that. I knew about that. That's <laughs> oh, a good... Actually, that's that. Oh, here's how we save this episode. We talk about the next generation. Good old trusty... <laughs> the, the good show, uh, as we have like 30 minutes left. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, during this break time, I watched all of the next generation, which I'd never done before. So I've watched them wow. all in order. Dude, that's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. That's great. Yeah, there were ones that I was like, my mind was blown that I'd never seen before. Like, there's mm-hmm. one where, have you watched them all? Uh, No, but almost, I would think. Uh, I mean, every once in a while, there's one on TV, and I'm like, I haven't seen this one. So I think there's quite a few that I have not seen, uh, especially in the first two or three seasons. Do you know the one where Picard, like, becomes a member of a society and has children and stuff? He lives a whole lifetime. Yes. He becomes a little old farmer man, and then he wakes up back in the Enterprise. Yes, that was an epic, epic episode. That's one of the best. That one was so crazy, where he falls asleep, and he lives to become like a grandfather, and mm-hmm. becomes like a, ma- a master at like an inst- at a flute. Mm-hmm. And then like, I guess he dies, and he wakes up, and he's like, what the fuck, I'm back here. And mm-hmm. like, you've been asleep for 20 minutes. And he's like, like, how crazy would that be? I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great episode. It was excellent. Great idea. Wonderful execution. And then he still can play. He remembers he still has the skills of um mm-hmm. to play his flute. That was, and it was just crazy. Because it was real. It was all real. He actually lived that lifetime. Yep. He's a lucky man, that Captain Picard. And then one's about uh, like, like Worf's son like comes back from the future to help him parent himself really you don't know that one i don't remember that one i think maybe that's one of the ones i haven't seen oh spoiler (laughs) no it's okay uh all right what's what's the doctor spoiler what's the doctor spoiler all right just tell me uh well it tells us who his spouse is all right okay is is it is it a character already on yes sort of uh sort of so that sort of spoils it for you now you know huh his spouse so it it's not going to be Dax. He's not going to get her. His spouse is listed as something Dax. So it's not what Kira Dax. It's like, you know, you know, Diana Dax or something, whatever. I don't remember what the first name was, but it was Dax. Really? So something happened probably in the last season where she morphs into a new body and gets together with Bashir and they get married. Oh, really? Uh, so all of his sexual harassment in the end uh, pays off, apparently. And she chooses the, you know, dorky lame doctor. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why would they? Oh, huh, okay. Well, why do you know? Anyway, spoiler. Um, well, maybe, uh, you'll, I have this next clip of the doctor's amazing uh, acting ability. Okay. Um, here's the next one. Ah! 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 <laughs> doctor. Ah! Oh, thank God. Oh my sweet Jesus! Like what in the fuck? So cringy. 
Uh, These are good actors, you know, objectively. Like you mentioned in a previous podcast, uh, the fellow that plays Cisco is great in American History X. He's an accomplished actor. He's very good. uh, Very strange in these early episodes of DS9. Same thing can be said about uh, Julian Bashir, of course, played by... I can fuck this up and we said it. uh, Alexander Sadiq. Who's a very, very good actor. He's been he's had like big roles in Oscar caliber films. Um, had a big role in Game of Thrones. He was great. Um, but yeah, these moments in Deep Space Nine, there's a few of them where it's like, what's going on? Yeah. Why is it why is it not good? Um, <laughs> what is it about this friggin'? <laughs> and why does he always sound dubbed for some reason? Yeah, I thought that too. Uh, I thought, is that what yeah. this is? He's like he's screaming yeah. and it's like this, it's kind of a raised voice, like where you Yeah are playing with like kids pretending to be a dinosaur, like, roar, I'm gonna get ya, I'm hungry. He's screaming like, ah, ah. Yeah, it's like a quiet scream. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> oh. It's very strange. So it was I weird. Don't get it. Get it. Yeah. Uh, cringy, cringy, strange, odd. Well, here's, I have a final from the uh, the doctor basket um this is number 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 nine so this is where they're doing some i don't know bullshit somewhere and there's a light shining on them that's like a spotlight Mm -hmm. and so it shows kira cisco and then the doctor (laughs) (laughs) so the doctor does this spin this like kind of a elegant spin in the I know, light like he's diana ross in a music video that was very interesting <laughs> yeah. and then grabs the wall behind him in a kind of very conspicuous way very conspicuous yeah. so another thing everybody else is just like looking into the light like freaking <laughs> um like i don't know me- like meerkats getting filmed by a documentary or whatever and he does this like <laughs> spot like uh chicago tap dance spin and yeah ball chain was, or something it was a little <laughs> jazz handsy is what it was a little jazz handsy <laughs> yeah so another i don't know i'm doing my best here people I don't you're doing know great we're doing great you. thank you listener for uh hanging in there with us there was some other odd moments the extras in the cocktail party with the poisonous air and the champagne antidote were very interesting and conspicuous, I thought, with their strange giggling. I didn't yep. snag a clip for us, but it was another odd sort of aspect of the performances in this particular episode. Do you have any any uh, cl- any other clips to? Yeah, I do. There's there's a fun moment that uh, Odo has with our our doughy Hick security guy, <laughs> uh, yes. Lieutenant Prim. Uh, Odo gets really really bitchy. For just a minute, like, like, catty, bitchy. Uh, and I kind of enjoy it. I'll, I'll play it here. Her burst would only last for a few seconds. I think we'd better go take a look. No, wait a minute, Odo. You can't just go storming onto their ship without their permission. Oh, is, is that Starfleet policy? That's right. Well, I'm not in Starfleet. Jesus. God. Yeah. I just like the way he goes, oh, um, oh, oh, is that not Starfleet policy? I'm not in Starfleet. Yep. (laughs) Why is he motivated to be such a bitch all of a sudden? Yeah. Uh, But if I had to, you know, work alongside a pretty hapless kind of (laughs) southern doughboy who doesn't seem to care about his job very much, I would 
maybe be a grumpy <laughs> bitch as well. <laughs> well, I have a clip about yeah, that's Odo uh, in the Odo basket, and uh, you can test, you can sense from this clip that uh, maybe there is some passive aggressive office antagonism on the on the Deep Space Nine between yeah this new like dipshit character and and Odo. Um, so here is one where you you know it. So here's where you know Prim shows up for the first time in this episode. Constable Odo, good morning to you. Where's Major Kira? Didn't report for duty on time this morning. <laughs> None of the senior officers did. Now, <laughs> like, what is that shit? Oh, Odo, Constable Odo. Yeah, you thought that that was like genuine, like friendliness. So, <laughs> uh, I think so. I think he was just being friendly and kind of performative, and he's in a good mood. He's in a good mood. He woke up on the right side of the space sleeping slab. Oh, really? I thought I totally thought it was him just being like, "Well, you're, you know, you're the, you know, chief of police in name or whatever right but, you know we're, we're all playing along here oh, we God. know starfleet's the real muscle in town and you're like wearing a plastic badge or something right okay yeah yeah i could see that as being sort of a mocking sort of thing oh constable odo i see you're here yeah uh like quote unquote security enforcement officer yeah here it is again okay yeah i wouldn't surprise me Constable Odo. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Odo. I don't know. Yeah, it's a strange acting moment. Uh, probably not in the script. Speaking of Odo, I got some screenshots of, like, we got some close-ups of Odo's face. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're, you, I had to go back. I'm like, he's wearing, like, they put lipstick on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you could totally see, like, the androgynous nature Mm-hmm. Like of him, where he just has no kind of yeah, wrinkles no or features, anything. <laughs> sort of a fleshy mass. Which, if he's a shapeshifter, you know, he's choosing to look like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't give himself eyebrows. Oh, yeah, so he doesn't have eyebrows, yeah. Um, at the third close-up we get, I pulled out, like, if you notice, even his hairline. Mm-hmm. What is up with that hairline? Something just doesn't look right about it. Yeah. Like, uh... No, it's just a straight line drawn from ear to ear over the top of his forehead. Uh... What, what though, is feminine about his, like, hairline or hair and or hair? Like, uh, am I, uh... Well, there's no... no recession of hairline at all, so it's like, you know, it is a feminine hairline, at least... That's what I learned from those late night sort of hair plug infomercials that I watch. Uh, uh, that a masculine hairline kind of goes back normally. Uh-huh. And a uh, feminine hairline slopes down towards the top. Oh, my. Really? Definitely what, uh, what's going on with Odo's hairline there. Oh, I never even. I mean, huh. I mean, I yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Case closed. There you go. Case closed. Solved it. What's next? What else you got for me? Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, boy. I've got a little thing I could play. All right. Um, Just sort of like a very small writing thing that I thought could have been done better. Isn't it simply a matter of figuring out how to win this game? Simply? I don't think we have any other choice. Well, seriously, we've gone from the second chap to the third chap to the fourth chap already. What is a chap? So what is a chap is the question. So I guess these different rooms are called chaps. But it's like, obviously, a chap is a chapter. 
um, in the little story of this danger game you're playing. So I thought that, you know, yeah, this character. What's her name? What's Regino's Ki- lady? Kira. Name. That is Kira. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think she would have uh, been able to employ some context clues and figure out that a shap is a chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Or a room. <laughs> It's weird writing, kind of like first draft kind of writing. It's like, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm confounded. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how, (laughs) I don't know how they got this made. And this is made, you know, after or during the, like, so next generation is happening now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as the, that show went on, the, the seasons like got better and better, I guess. Yeah. And like and it was excellent up till the end. So like next generation was like achieving highly at this time uh putting out just excellent episodes one after the other. Yeah. Um and then we've got this on Deep Space 9. And so yeah, I don't know why it can't be a little bit better. Like <laughs> and yeah, next generation they ended it because they're like we're we're ready to make movies. We're 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 I mean, we're going to make tons of money from movies. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, there's movie stars. You don't really, I don't know. Movie star is a thing. Um, so, but it just seems crazy. Like, why would you give up TV to make, like, you know, movies? Um, but, yeah, they just make more money, I guess. And Yeah. Why, why? Yeah, why am I, why am I baffled by that? Why, you'd give up TV to go to movies? Like, what are you, crazy? Right. Well, everything's changed in recent years in terms of the kind of power dynamic uh, or the artistic status uh, between movies and television, whereas historically, like movies were sort of high art and television was sort of like, you know, cheap, Hmm. Um, which is not the case anymore. Um, In fact, it might have flipped because some of the best sort of narrative storytelling that's happening on screens is um, on the streamers or HBO. Just high quality cinematic television shows. And then movies now have kind of, seems to me, just kind of become, you know, Avengers. Right. Um, And that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, these streamer shows, how do they even make money? Like, I mean, they get memberships from every human on the earth. That's how. And that, that, but like, so if if so this show Squid Game, which was just like mind boggling. Right. People have been talking about that. It's about like indebted Koreans, uh, you know, competing against each other for survival and big money. And it's like I read somewhere it's like the most the biggest hit show on Netflix. Really? And like, well, do they get more of my eight eight dollars a month or how do they how do they allocate the money to that? I know that's, I know that's, that's, there's not a super clear answer to that, but I believe it's just, yeah, it's subscriptions. They raise the cost of subscription once a year or so. Mm. Uh, and they get increasing numbers of subscribers. Um, and also I think they have, you know, investors in the company. Um, yeah, I know, I know there's no box office sort of sales to associate with films and TV shows that are on a streamer. Um, but yeah, they just want to have, you know, high quality programming in hopes of getting more subscribers. And I think people like me, I do, I my, my sort of 
subscription services do kind of ebb and flow a little bit and I'll like let one go for a while then pick it up again six months later if there's a new show that looks good. So it could be that, you know, their subscriptions can rise and fall a little bit. And if they have a new high profile movie or show coming out, that'll give them a Hmm. bump in subscriptions and that'll translate to billions of dollars. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, this uh, DS9 continues to just, uh, you know, punch me in the stomach. (laughs) Like, it's just like, what in the hell? I know. Well, we got a comment from somebody on our, you know, Apple podcast page. What? We did? Why, we did. I know. Why didn't Um, we lead off with that? That's big news. (laughs) You should look it up. Uh, I actually I've been sort of looking for it while we were chatting, but have not been able to find it. I don't know if it was associated with a particular episode. Who in the hell? I don't know. It's just a very friendly listener who said, uh, you know, I think she basically said, uh, enjoying the show. Keep listening because it gets a lot of better, especially in season two, which, of course, is something I've heard from friends as well. Like, you know, it gets better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She? I think it was a female. I think so. Oh boy. <laughs> uh yeah, maybe those are a love connection in it for you, Joe. <laughs> enamored listener. What? How do I man? So I, I have an app. It. Now we're on the podcast looking for a comment about <laughs> mm-hmm. this is our lives. This is how cool we are. We have made it. <laughs> I can't see anything. I don't see I don't got see all it this... there either now, but I swear it was there last night. I did have several drinks last night, so maybe it was a hallucination. Uh, um, anyway, she was very friendly. Wow. Seemed to enjoy the show, and she said, hang in there. Uh, it gets better, which is always nice to hear. All right. Well. Um, um, and it's good to know we have at least one listener. Yeah. I guess two if we count your mom. Yep. Um, which is great. It's great. Happy to, happy to have, uh, have that. We appreciate it. Mm. So thank you, listeners. And uh, well, here's a here's a quark ask, acting, uh, okay. you know, thing. <laughs> it was just like my mother of God. So here you go. I can't do it. I beg of you. A terrible mistake has been made. This is all a misunderstanding. Please. I, I've learned my lesson. I'll never cheat again. I'll never cheat again. Please. Just don't make me do this. Anything but this. Please. 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 Oh, oh <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Like, Let's do that again oh, and give me a little bit more. I feel like you're holding uh, it's just so like shit. Like oh, uh, please! please. Like, like, I like uh, it. I like it. I oh, disagree, man. Joe. We're gonna fight about this. I appreciated this performance because hey, he's getting there. He's given it. He's given everything. He's you know <laughs> straining his vocal cords to the max. He's on his knees, uh, wringing his hands. So please. So Odo is just expressionless, looking at this, uh, begging, and the other guy, the comic book guy. <laughs> It's just like, I don't give a shit. And then the woman in the back is like, what the fuck am I seeing? <laughs> she's frowning like, why is he being so intense? Yeah, there's a, she's <laughs> just like, she's like, I gave up being an extra on on like whatever 
law, law and order to be on this shit or something. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. No, I liked that moment. I, I whatever. It's fine. It's better than the strange sing songy Cisco moments and Bashir's very odd dubbed sort of wide eyed weirdness. Yeah. In this episode. Um, I got, um, I got one more of an extra, again, this is totally visual, but what can I say? It's just the show, it's show is shit. So, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> here's Quark, Quark again, trying to negotiate something. And in the background was a, an, uh, uh, one of the aliens, mm-hmm. one of the sidekicks who has no lines, just his face is just so like punchable. <laughs> um, if you watch here, I'll show you. Quark! Really, Odo, you'll have to... He's missing, and so are Kira, Dax, and Bashir. Four officers have just disappeared. You're sure you have no idea? (laughs) Why would I know anything? He's sort of like moving his body and smiling and like, yeah, like he's pleasuring himself or something. Oh, so it's it's when Odo's talking, this guy in the back just just has this like half smile and is like rocking his neck back and forth, looks over at his friend like oh, that's fucking asshole <laughs> listen to this listen to this dipshit so i'll show you again Max and bashir four officers have just disappeared you're sure you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> oh so like, i wish you could see that it's pretty good <laughs> i thought that was the that was like the best part of the show for me where <laughs> he totally does this look at odo like this what the fuck even is this this guy talking like it's it's some pretty hard acting is what it is he's acting real hard no lines but he's gonna make up for it <laughs> yeah oh man i got Alan two Moran. left okay let's do them um you want to see this one so uh-huh. before the game even begins they're trying to figure out what should we gamble over right and um you know if they decide on this like packet of like polished rocks that mm-hmm. um you know i think i got one time at a at a gift store in reno along like 30 years ago <laughs> was the, the prize they gamble over and so here's quark inspecting what the what the money should be okay what a handsome container there's no ferengi expression good things come in small packages <laughs> referring to himself sticks clon pigs Highly sought in our culture. They have many different uses. Ew, like what? What, what the hell are the different I uses? I don't know. <laughs> they look like oh breadsticks, for one. I do appreciate Quark's honest reaction. Sticks? Uh, yes, they have many different uses. What? Yeah, like, like, I think. What in, are you talking about? I think he's saying you can use them for sexual pleasure. I think. <laughs> I mean, you don't say something like oh, that unless man. you're referring to something dirty, right? Uh, I, yeah, I, that's <sighs> curious. That was very curious. Well, later, there's parts where they're tapping sticks together. Did you catch that? No. I was like, I was like, what What the fuck is that I'm tapping talking. noise? And they're going like, da, 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 <laughs> as, they, as they hit them against each other. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's, All right. Oh, All my right. God. <laughs> strange. But... Oh, so maybe, yeah, it's funny how I'm grouping these together. So you got Quark from Odo to Quark, and now that guy had a big line with these many different different uses. And so then we have the climax of the whole episode, Mm -hmm. and it's the same comic book guy, comic book alien. (laughs) And he's, I don't know, he says this. I'm afraid 
All your players were lost. What? You mean... We were never in any real danger. <laughs> it's only a game. <laughs> you fucking dipshit. What the fuck did you think we were doing? I like his tone. I wanted to get out of my chair and like punch the screen. It's only a game, I you know. fucking idiot. It's only a game. <laughs> you're like, you're like, why am I watching this? What? <laughs> Who? How? Huh? It's just... <laughs> He's pretty ah. punchable. They're a very punchable race. That makes me sound like a bigot, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. This entire race, the Wagi, Wadi, Wapi, what are their names? What are they called? The Wadi. Bad Wadi. people. There's not a good one of them. Um, yeah. Ah, I know. And it's also, and so the episode ends with that note of it was all just a game. We were never in real danger. And then it's kind of, they all kind of agree. They're mad, but they're like, well, no harm, no foul. But it's like, well, there was intense psychological harm they all thought they were going to die they all fell off of a cliff on the way down thinking they were going to die yep uh they were put they were tortured for about an hour well what's her name you know dax like broke her leg and then uh (laughs) it's so crazy like i i didn't clip any of it but they do like five minutes of like cave walking of like cave like shimmying of like yes you know cliff hugging and Mm-hmm. um camera shaking and i'm like this episode's like the whole show is like 40 minutes or something so more than 10 mm-hmm. percent is this like is this like cliff wall shimmy chafing cliffs you know <laughs> hugging and everything and uh you know i took that personally where he said it's just a game you idiot but except it was like it was it was more like you watch this shit dumbass <laughs> I'm like you, you. I'm gonna friggin' you, son of a bitch. So there's, I think, a metaphor, something allegory or something happening here. Whereas, just like the characters in the show were tricked into enduring an hour of torment, you feel like, like them, you were tricked into enduring an hour of torment, having to watch this particular episode. Yeah, I'm on. And if there is a villain to be had, you know, may as well make it this guy. Yes, he's basically like laughing at you through the screen for volunteering to put yourself through these 40 minutes of torment. Yeah, he's the pulling my strings like a marionette. Mm-hmm. And now he's laughing mm-hmm. in my You're face. Just a pawn in his sick, sick game. Hmm. Oh. Well, it was not a good episode. Uh, I did not. It didn't make me angry to watch, though, because. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed making the notes and I've enjoyed this chat about it. Um, I do wish it were better because I really like Star Trek a lot and I want it to be good. Um, so I'm hoping that this, you know, uh, comforting listener who commented on our Apple page is right and things do improve dramatically. And we just gotta, hey, we just gotta make it there. Make it to season two and hope that there's uh, some reward. You gotta shimmy along this long, long cliff of peril full of bad episodes. Yeah. Like, uh, one thing I thought of is that, you know, Next Generation, one reason it's so, like, satisfying is how, like, all the vo- all the voices, um, like Picard's voice, mm-hmm. you know, could sell me anything, and, like, Worf's voice, and then Data's voice when he's just speaking, like, jargon. He's just, like, a 
you know, he just, his voice is good. And then the, the counselor's voice and then Jordy's voice and then the doctor's voice. Like you could just like listen to her like for the rest of your life. And I'm like, yeah, and DS9 is like, actually they got some they got some good voices too like cisco's voice is like good and the doctor sounds good and uh um oh odo has a like a captivating voice but i'm like why but why am i so just not i'm not uh turned on by any of these guys it's uh so that was like a i was trying to come up with a thread of like why the next generation is better but deep space nine has that kind of in common what did you think about the potential sort of uh, parable going on uh, in the nature of the game, that sort of line that gets repeated mul- multiple times where our favorite guy, uh, Fallow, says, the short path doubles your, par- doubles your peril and doubles your winnings. Double your peril, double your winnings. Um, yeah, is there any sort of like real-world application to that sort of statement? The short path? doubles your peril but doubles your winnings like if you take the easy way out of something you know you you might get rewarded mm. but uh there's the danger is double uh by taking the easy is that route. applicable in real life i would say um yeah like is there some profundity behind this episode that i that we can appreciate i can only think of like uh steroids in sports where <clears throat> you win faster but you're okay have a heart attack but you also get get mm-hmm. money you also get more money you have a heart attack and back knee mm. and shrinking testicles <laughs> so the, yeah okay so well there, there it is go. there it is yeah oh man <laughs> yep do i expect yeah do i expect these aliens to ever come back again no do i expect the the talk about girls to lead anywhere with jake no um Alamorain. Like, oh, Dax again is a another vanilla nothing character this episode. The doctor has many mm-hmm. like idiosyncrasies along with Cisco. Um <laughs> Quark and Odo are ball ball busting back and forth. Mm-hmm. And in the end, who gives a shit? Oh, Joe. We need to lift your spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Plus, just you know, the scattered throughout the entire episode, strange acting moments. You know, it was not uh, just Cisco this time. It was you know a lot of the cast. Just odd, odd, odd moments. Um, which I think probably indicates you know um, an issue with the director. That's what I always kind of think of when 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 good actors you know turn in not so good performances. Uh, I tend to sort of lay that on the director. Hmm. Um, but don't want to call anybody out, you know, uh, I know it's a new show, sort of like it's struggling to find its footing and, uh, define itself. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to trust that, uh, it's going to improve a lot, like a lot. Yeah, I guess that's what people say. (laughs) So with, on that note, I guess we'll wrap up this one and we'll be back on with, uh, whatever the next, uh, bullshit is. (laughs) (laughs) i'm sensing disillusionment in joe's voice listeners i'm afraid he might want to abandon the podcast and call it quits he can't 
can't hang in there running this marathon. He's on mile one of a 27 mile marathon. And he's like, why, why, why am I doing this? This was a bad decision. <laughs> well, this one, this episode is just so bad. I couldn't even make, couldn't even think of, I can't even comment on it. It's just like, uh, it's just a giant, All of our other... a giant, like yeah. middle finger making the shape of a question mark right in my face. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, yeah, do something with this. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. All of our other podcast episodes, we had much more stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah, this one was not great. Not great. But, hey, you know, you can't win them all, I suppose. Uh, I guess. Yep. To sort of, you know, spout out a horribly overtrod cliche. Yep. Yeah, but we'll see everybody next time on the next episode of DS9, DS9 Time with Joe and Thomas. I'm Thomas. Yep, I'm Joe. See you Later on. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? Welcome to DS9. It's a podcast. <laughs>